0: You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, Good evening, everybody. Uh, It's a a good night off here, but uh, look, we're cruising into minicamps this week. Uh, Guys are actually going to be here. Hopefully we don't have to talk about some of this freaking nonsense anymore to this point. But we'll get into all that and obviously talk a little bit as we head in here to OT, uh, not OTAs, obviously in the minicamps with Pete Smith. Uh, tonight, the daily delivery of all things Dog Pound brought to you by defined folks over at Hotels.com. Uh, don't hate like your friend's trip, whether it's on social media or any other response. Uh, book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com, be there do that, get rewarded. Uh, guys, also the fine folks over at the Himalaya app, uh, if you're looking for somewhere else for your podcasting needs, check out Himalaya, whether it's the personally curated playlists, you know, where I mentioned that, like TiVo, they follow what you listen to and then perhaps mention things that you would also be interested in as well. Uh, you're able to review every episode, give a like to every episode. So a, a more hands-on way if you know that's something you're looking forward to, you know, not available on some other apps, but you can get that with Himalaya. So go ahead to your app store download it and make sure you're subscribed to locked on browns uh pete we need this mini camp to come quickly because it seems like there's some that are ready to end the odell beckham career in cleveland before it's even began
1: right um so everybody's freaking out or i, I shouldn't say everybody it's a very small my mi- vocal minority that's freaking out about
0: powerful it. vocal minority yes
1: OTA attendance and they are all going to forget about all of it the first time Odell Beckham catches a ball on the third. Um, he missed nine of the ten OTAs in May. Uh, and you know, this is we're we're ascribing to this to his character to what it's going to mean for when the bronze actually need him you know what is he going to do when it comes to crunch time and all these other things <laughs> it's you know and, and look you've coached i coach and there is an element you know from every day in like this type of you know summer workouts and and you know that type of stuff where everything in the moment feels like a very big deal but ultimately it's not a very big deal um but these aren't the coaches. These are media people, and it just feels very contrived that they're trying to come up with something to fill time, uh, get attention, whatever. But they're more unhappy about it than the actual Browns are. I mean, like if you saw uh, the one, I would encourage people to watch is is uh, is the receiver coach, Adam. Um, Adam Henry, because they do it with a couple of them, and I guess the coaches were getting, you know, quietly very pissed off. Um, is they felt like there were some questions being asked and asked and asked. They were basically trying to get them to shit on players. Uh, and if if you watch Adam Henry, I think he handled it far and away the best. It also goes to show that there are a lot of re- people who cover this team that really don't know anything about people who are coaching this team because like adam henry has years of uh relationship with odell beckham uh from the giants to uh lsu like he's the last person you could possibly find that was gonna you know basically criticize beckham for not being there and and, you know very calmly very you know, politely made it very clear. The guy who seemed to get more annoyed about it, other than Freddie Kitchens, uh, was Stump Mitchell, uh, who didn't seem to like how much people were trying to get him, you know, unhappy about Duke Johnson's attendance. And this has become a thing, and I won't be surprised uh, whether it's in minicamp or you know that would be the most logical time, but at some point soon. Freddie is going to be not very nice to some of the people in the media again. Uh, he did this once where he dressed on everybody talking about uh, asking questions that were, you know, trying to divide the team. He made it very clear. He wasn't going to allow that to happen. Uh, and it's, coming. It, it will happen. Uh, it's just a question of when he is going to get fed up. Uh, and when that happens, he, he goes very hard to defend his players. In addition to the fact, he's already showing some, a little bit of fatigue in that area. Uh, but, this is going to happen. It's just a question of what form it's going to take and whether it's going to be, you know, a very calm Freddie kitchens, or if he's going to, you know, make a scene to sort of drive his point home. But if you've seen uh, both local and national, there's been a lot of uh, people weighing in uh, about how, you know, how problematic Odell Beckham's attendance is. And, my lasting thought with that is, uh, man, are these people going to be unhappy when they realize Gerald McCoy missed all of OTAs if he shows up and signs with the contract?
0: Uh, yeah, you know, you know that'll <laughs> that that'll get swept under the rug, of course. Um, and some other people have actually missed OTAs. Uh, you wouldn't know that. Um, but I do agree. Look, Freddie, it's I think Freddie does this well enough. He never wants to have to do any more. So the fact that you're going to ask the same question, however you word it, three and four times. It's just going to piss him off. and Somebody's going to get flamed for it and be the sacrificial lamb for everybody. He doesn't, He's not that comfortable, and this makes a lot of sense when you went from obscure running back coach that not many people in the city knew, to in charge of the offense, to head coach, all of that within, I guess, maybe a, a seven to eight month span. So the, the media part of it, that is going to be the part that takes a while to catch up. He doesn't really have the experience with it. So the last thing he wants to do where he's uncomfortable with it and doesn't want to have to give extra time to it is to deal with this insanity and name BS and phrasing it whichever way you stinkin' choose. He's not here. He's not required to be right here. Would I like him here? Sure. But what am I going to do? I can't do anything because technically he's not required to be here. How many times do I got to answer this? How many times do I got to use these same phrases? It's just, it's the stupidest freaking thing. And, And the thing, and I'll still go back to this, is people use this as a way to question Odell Beckham's work ethic, which couldn't be further from the truth. The guy busts his tail at his craft uh, I remember when the trade first went down obviously here in Jersey you know I got a lot of friends who are giant fans and some of them like to think they're not, not getting to the point where they're get off my lawn Twitter I mean type of people but they are uh, my buddy here is uh, in New Jersey's a high school coach he's won two state championships. a small program in central Jersey uh, lifelong giant fan and he was even the one. And I'll be honest, he was even the one. He was the one that made it even more convincing. He said, "Look, it doesn't matter if he shows up on every single Sunday or everything he's required to do. You don't move on from the guy who goes out on in game on game day or game night and cracks skulls and puts up numbers. It, it doesn't matter that you don't like him. You don't weaken your product." by moving on from him because he doesn't do everything the way you like it. When it matters, you know, I obviously you know inside the sidelines for sixty minutes of gameplay, game in, game out, the guy gets the job freaking done, and that is all that matters. You can deal with it whether you want to label it, you know, uh, idiosyncrasies or however you want to label it. He will be there when it matters. I will be there on the third. Okay, he'll be there on the third. It doesn't, even still, there's other players that have to develop. And I know there's some, oh, well, the relationship with Faker, he worked out with him last summer. He's planning on working out with him again. This, I just need Monday to come for this to just be a stinking memory because the asinine, it's just so Asinine at this point. And look, I mean, I I hope you're all working because you better be able to describe what Odell's doing out there and his footwork and the way he blisters in and out of cuts like very few receivers in this league do. So you all better be ready for it. And, uh, you know, I I can only imagine what you're going to have to say. And don't be the jackass who asks Odell what he was doing while he was not at OTAs. Whoever you are, whatever scribe you are, do not be that person.
1: Um, I, I, I don't agree with the idea that Freddie's uncomfortable for the media. I think he's extremely comfortable, but the thing is he sees it for exactly what it is. And he, you know, other than the fact that, you know, you don't want to have to keep answering it over and over again. I don't think that's, I don't think if he's a 20 year head coach, uh, that that that's going to change. If anything, he'll just, you know, basically Bill Belichick and just shorten it by, you know, being intentionally short with people or something to that effect. Um, I, I, I think he just understands. I think it bothers him what people are trying to do. And you can sort of see that frustration building as far as the, the real question with this is what are OTH really for? If they all, if you are a young player, if you are a player trying to prove yourself, it is a way for you to learn how to work. It is a way for you to sort of learn, offense defense whatever special teams whatever unit you are and it's a way for you to sort of learn how to be a professional if you are a older player it may be that you just want to work on your craft with your teammates and you know you're taking every bit of coaching you can get that type of stuff uh and that's fine but ultimately what it's really for especially if you're a guy like Odell Beckham is getting you ready for the NFL season and he's done this for now five years you know, he has figured out what he feels like he needs to do to get ready for it. And he, you know, 92.8 yards per game for his career, 59 games, you know, there's no sense that he's ever been not prepared for game day, uh, you know, in September or even earlier than that. And, And this is you mentioned this whole thing about talking about his work ethic and, 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 you know, I, I I had it out with Chris Fedor because
0: yes, I did see that.
1: He said specifically, you know, talking, referring to Adam Henry saying that, you know, saying that Odell Beckham has a bad rap. uh, He said, player, you know, you get a bad rap because you earn it. Bullshit. When you have, this many media people coming out and saying, well, he's a bad guy. He's not working hard. He must not work hard. You're saying it, and you are sort of speaking into reality to, to turn people into thinking he doesn't work hard. There's a lot of things you could say about O-O-O Beckham. He is a prima donna. He's, he's very self-absorbed. He's you know flashy. He's this, that, and the other thing. He's made some questionable decisions uh, off the field. He's done some things on the field that you don't like. But the one thing you can't say is he doesn't work hard. He's, you know, whoever you talk to, you know that, that knows him, will say, uh, defend to the hilt the ability, the idea that he uh, works hard as hard as anybody. And Adam Henry even uh, alluded to the fact that a lot of it is trying to slow him down because you don't want him to work too hard, which is, I think, part of the reason he's not at OTAs is because he will literally work himself uh, too hard to to get he's injured but that's bullshit that's how you get a bad rap is people just you know people say things over and over and over until other you know the the people listening to them or on the radio or reading or whatever believe this thing about this person they are because they can't defend themselves in this standpoint this is why you know, we talked about this with Baker Mayfield. You know, you can't be a sports writer or whatever and let a player have the, the last uh, last word, it, it just because this is. You always have that many more at bats. You're always going to have a, more opportunities than they are to sort of speak for yourself. So, this is what happens. Zodell Beckham can clap back at all these people and say, "Well, I do work hard." And and, and have clips of him lifting or doing the, you know, the various exercises he's doing with the shirtless dude that is shirtless for some reason. Um, (laughs) But at some point, like they can say things over and over and over again, and they're going to win just by virtue of the fact that they have that echo chamber. So that's where I disagree with that assertion that, you know, bad raps are earned. You know, there's a certain point to what he's saying that, yeah, on some level, some of this stuff is earned, but don't tell me you can't speak bullshit into existence. If you have the microphone or, or whatever and you and in this case you know a handful of other people at various levels are saying this is a thing when it's absolutely false
0: and that's part. and look and, as far as you know what OTAs are you look at a guy like uh, Damon Shihi Giuseppe you look at Ish Hyman these guys need OTAs why so they can be told the correct way the browns want these routes run So they have some form of the terminology. These guys are the longest of the long shots. They can't get in there next week. They can't get in the camp and say, oh, crap, what's my route again? Because you want to know what? Get out of here and get me a wide receiver who knows what the freak he's doing. It, this is for the longest of long shots, so they can get into this and compete. It's for guys who haven't started yet. It's for guys who are you know maybe the role is different this year. It, it's not for a guy like Odell Beckham where he you the game plan is going to be you know hopefully we're going to get you ten to twelve targets week in week out. You catch between eight and ten of them. La da 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 hundred yards touchdown bing bang bong those that's what he does week in week out. This is to get everybody out. And look, it's not going to be that hard. All right, I'm on the left side. All right, I've got to read. My route is either a five-yard this or it's a 10-yard this. It's it's not that difficult. It isn't. Um, picking up on the terminology, yes, but that's the reason you have all these meetings that go along with it. This is for guys who, you know, have no idea and especially with these the two that i mentioned have no idea what goes on in an MNFL mini camp or NFL training camp so it gets them on the road so if there is a chance and they are the longest of long shots but at least you're putting them to the plate with a bat in their hand so to speak it's like i mean even if Odell was there, and it, what's he going to run? Five percent of the routes, five percent of the—he doesn't need to at his age. He doesn't need to with the player that he's established to be. And the other thing is, it would have just been—even if he was there—you wouldn't have known anything else. Some of these guys actually looked pretty good. Uh, you know, obviously the guard situation that was working out. Um, a lot of talk with Whitehead. I, I, if Odell had been here and taken part of these, you would have heard nothing about anybody else. But Odell. And even like Baker today, you know, had that camp today. Fantastic. Guess who was there? Every stinking media member who could possibly be there. On a Saturday, giving a little voluntary effort. Nice job, guys. But, yeah, you should go do that because you, you got a lot of young players for this franchise who are out there doing great things. Miles Garrett picking up freaking iPhone tabs in stores. There's a lot of good – talk about that. There's There's a lot of great things going on here. Talk about that, guys. Go ahead. Cover that.
1: In fairness, it's not like he's doing the camps for, you know, it's a non-profit type thing. They are, you know, they are paying, you know, getting paid for it. Uh, yes,
0: but you see the energy in which he does it, so it's now, it's, I will, I will it's say, there being a good sport, too.
1: I will say he is, you know, he's definitely not just a name there. He was fully involved and did the whole thing. Uh which is not always the case. Some, You know, some of those, uh, you know... The, Run the through pl- the
0: drills and bring your mom over with your phone and get your t-shirts on, then I'll take a picture with you at the end.
1: There's some of that. Uh, so, yeah, it's... There, there's More importantly, there's plenty to talk about without coming up with the laziest, most contrived criticism to, to sort of fill airtime. There's plenty going on. Uh, but certainly, you know, it's one of those things where negative headlines get... You know, far more coverage than positive ones do other than the rare situation which breaks through. But again, you know, if it's made up, you know, it's it's just it's weak and and should be beneath them. But again, when he's out there June 3rd, nobody's going to care and nobody's going to remember that, you know, or July or whatever. This is the thing is like this OTA stuff has the shortest shelf life ever. And people are saying things that, you know, are going to be out there. Uh, but either because they're written or on social media or whatever, that they're not going to give a shit about in about a week. Uh, and yet they're going to be out there for that player to come back to potentially or whatever. I mean, it's silly. It's just silly.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's at this point just needs to stop. Let's just get to Monday. Uh, guys, the folks over at untuckit.com dad's come in all kinds of shapes and sizes. And so should their shirts. Like tall, short, slim, relaxed. Ever wonder why your father's button-up looks so long and baggy at the end of the day. It can be hard for guys to pull off a casual, untucked look that isn't sloppy. That's where Untuck It comes in. Untuck It is the solution that fits just right. Their shirts are specifically designed to look great, untucked, and feel comfortable at work or on the weekend. No tucking or tailoring required. Go to UntuckIt.com, promo code NFL, to get 20% off. Nice idea, guys, with Father's Day. Just a few few uh, short weeks away. Um, now, that also leaves us here, Pete, obviously with, you know, uh, obviously with Monday, you know, there's some trying to float a rumor that you should hear some Gerald McCoy news by tomorrow, which would be nice. I mean, if you are Cleveland, whether or not he makes this first minicamp, I don't care. But uh, it seems the Carolina, which was the final visit of all, was the, pretty much the, seems like it was the shortest one of them all. Uh... Let's just let's just put this one to bed already. Let's have this wrapped up in time to get everything going here this week.
1: Uh, well, if if you know, I, I mean, I, I know Lane Adkins has, has said, uh, and he said this on Twitter, so I'm not like, you know, his money or speaking out of school here, uh, that he does expect to, you know, hear something by Sunday, which to me would be an indication that that's good news, uh, because I do think he's going to be there for minicamp, and he wants to be there for minicamp. Well, and also, are-
0: Carolina and Baltimore don't have minicamp till the following week.
1: I oh, think yeah. this, again, bodes well for Cleveland, and Cleveland already thinks it's going to happen. Anyway, um, I, I I continue to believe, see no reason he won't, but the fact that if, if there is really a decision being made Sunday, it's probably because he's working on getting a the flight there. He may miss a day of minicamp, uh, because that may be the day he signs his contract, but he may go ahead and get there uh, so he can participate. Uh, so I, I, I'm... Very confident at this point that that's what's going to happen. I will be very su- surprised um, if it's not because unless it's you know uh, unless he signs with the team he didn't visit. I don't see how we can uh, believe that the Browns aren't the overwhelming favorite at this point. I mean, even you know a, a, a the most obvious thing ever was one of the things that Baker admitted at his camp is he's going <laughs> to. Of course he has. I bet he's been texting him basically every day.
0: Uh, <laughs> like, who wouldn't? Duh. <laughs> I mean, it's just like...
1: This is, and this is why I... You know, this is part of the reason I thought, you know, him ha- <laughs> a, 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 that uh, McCoy would end up on a team that he has a relationship with the quarterback. And this is why. Because this is very easy for them to do. Uh, that if it was Drew Brees, if it's Baker Mayfield, or anyone else he has a real relationship with, that it'd be so easy to sort of be in his ear, going, "Yeah, man, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna be great. Uh, you know, the, you're the last piece of the puzzle. All that stuff that makes it very easy to sort of get swept up a little bit. In addition to the fact that it's just the the most logical, uh, fact based decision he can make, based again on those three teams.
0: And look, you you have the relationship with Baker. Um, you know, you if you were in the league last year, you'd have to be blind to not know what this young man did. And then you look at acquisitions of Sheldon Richardson, you look at acquisitions of Odell Beckham, you look at acquisitions of Olivier Vernon, along with a second year Nick Chubb, a second year Antonio Callaway, Jarvis Landry, David Ojoku, and the list goes on and on, but it on but it on but it on but it on. And Go ahead.
1: PFF, How the hell are the Browns not the most improved pass rush? You know who they had ahead. You know they had on that list your Jets. Your Jets were on the list, but the Browns were not, and they were very what? Yeah, well, I mean, Queen of Williams, big one, but they were hanging their hat very highly on on Mister. Polite. Meanwhile, the Browns had Sheldon Richardson over Trevon Coley, have Olivier Vernon over Emmanuel Ogba, and could potentially have Joe McCoy over Trevon Coley again. Not mentioned. <sighs>
0: Maybe PFF is trying to go a little rogue. Remember, they they are closer to the other Ohio team, so yeah. But I
1: blame this on uh, Sam uh, Palazzolo trying to be, trying to be the GM of the Jets. That's possible. It, it I, is think, right? I, think, I think he's kissing ass uh, and programming programming to uh, to uh, get the attention of one Adam Gase to try to get him get him that job.
0: Uh, the last thing he wants, though, is to have Steve's six foot seven ass hulking. I'm sorry, six foot nine hulking over him. So Steve's a pretty big dude. That's something you might want to uh, be careful with, and you might want to avoid on that level. Um, Pete, obviously, I, you know, obviously, the the, the talk of this minicamp, and I hope it is, and it rightfully should be, not about who's there, who's not there, because everybody should be there, injuries permitted. Obviously, you know, personal life. Hopefully, you know, everything's going well. Um, actually, here, let me just jump in with this. Uh, Mo Wilkerson, uh, I've never seen anybody's career just kind of spiral down the hill like Mo Wilkerson's is, and then gets nailed for a D.W.I. last night. Um, it's just, it's just terrible to see. And look, just keep knocking wood. Keep your fingers crossed. We don't want any of that. Let's hope we can continue with a clean off the field off season here for these guys, because uh, you know, last thing you want to do is have to start losing anybody, or you know, have the potential of you know, more suspensions or guys missing time. Don't want any of, of you know, that nonsense going on. But obviously going into this minicamp, a lot of it, Pete, obviously, it, it, you know, offensive line, it's it's going to be what's going on at right guard. It's going to be the tackle play. It's going to be the watching of the young tackles. And obviously Forbes and Finian Ganafo. It's, it, it, McCoy comes in here, they're really, I mean, look, you know, linebacker, you want to see somebody else step up there. You know, the safety play, you want to see how all that works out. But nothing is going to be the story of any of this like the offensive line is going to be.
1: Right now, as critical as I will be of the media, I will defend them on this one. Uh, for you know, they are they are reporting what they see, and what they see is Kyle Kalis at, with the ones at right guard, uh, and seeing Austin Corbett with the twos at center. Uh, that you know, if that's what you see, that's what you see. Uh, you know, Freddie Kitchens is coming out. And Austin Corbett came out and said, "Well, no, he's rotating with the ones at right guard when you're not here, and Kalis is playing center when you're not here, which is fine." Uh, you know that part I get. I, I, I think people need to slow down on pronouncing Austin Corbett a bust already. Though, if it's you know if it's because of this anyway, you're you're getting too ahead of yourself. If you're just saying you think Austin Corbett sucks and you think he's a bust based on that, so be it. God knows that I've done that with Chad Thomas and any numbers.
0: But... absolutely. That's that that's if he hasn't taken a snap and you're saying is a bust to this point. Yes, you're winning. It doesn't mean you can't lose, but. For, you're currently winning yes
1: but just don't if you're saying it's because he's not taking uh unpadded reps on the one day uh, of you know the third of otas they've seen uh that's you know that that sets you up to look like a fool if you think he's going to be a bust he will have pads on at some point and you he will have that opportunity to prove you absolutely right as will chad thomas Um, But, yes, that's certainly going to be a big thing. Now, it's going to be an overhyped thing because, again, they don't have pads on. But certainly you want to see how they move and those type of things. But as much as everybody's focused on, you know, the right guard and (coughs) Kalis, and I certainly want to see him move around. I certainly want to see Austin Corbett move around. I am more excited about those undrafted reagents. Uh, They moved on from uh, Trevon (coughs) Tate. Excuse me. Uh, they kept Willie Wright. They've kept drew Forbes and they've kept, uh, Brian Finney and Ganofo. Uh, those are guys I really want to see because I think those are guys who could potentially be contributors. Uh, Travante was competing, you know, as a potential, another center. The Browns have a lot of guys that could potentially snap, uh, the game day roster. They're ultimately going to want to have three. that can do it, which is part of the reason that Corbett's taking snaps. Part of the reason that Kalis is taking snaps. And, uh, why you have guys like Cush uh, and Witzman. And uh, there's like, I, I, I think about five guys who are st- doing snaps uh, at this point because they really want to make sure they're covered. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people are trying to assume, well, that, that means they're not going to resign J.C. Treader and all this other stuff. Again, cart before the horse. Uh, but yeah, that's a big deal. But uh, certainly, if uh, Drew Forbes in particular, but I think Finian, Finian Ganofo is in that group. Look good. That certainly speaks uh, well to this point. Obviously it won't matter until they have pads on, but uh, you know, there, there is a real reason to be at least cognizant of the tackle position. If you aren't just outright worried uh, with Greg Robinson, who was okay last year and you're hoping he's at least okay this year. And then Chris Hubbard, who was, okay last year for the most part and you're hoping is okay this year but they do have options and so that's that is why that position becomes important so you've got three positions that need to one needs to be sorted out as far as who's going to start and the other two need to give you some sense of uh where this thing is going to go because there's a real chance that they could be replacing both of them after the season so that is a big reason why offensive line should be getting a lot of focus.
0: Every time we say Finian Ganofo, I just think of Joel Batonio, and yeah, he's Brian, and he's probably just going to be Brian.
1: <laughs> I figured he was going to – just say, okay, Finn, and move on. But yeah, Brian – with-
0: or goon, something of that, you know, some mixture of all of those. I mean, you could pretty much, you know, take it Wheel of Fortune style and just piece he's together.
1: Just- Finian gone off the team uh, – that would be bad for him.
0: Yes, yes. Um, yeah. So, but for now, Brian. There you go, Brian. Simple enough, easy enough. Uh, the good folks over at Grip6 Belts, um, they're brought to you today by the folks over there. Their goal is literally to make the best belt that's ever been made. Grip6 is an easy, thoughtful gift for dads, brothers, husbands, uncles, grandpas, and even moms and wives. Now with the women's collection over at Grip6. Ultra lightweight with no holes. No flap, and it carries a low profile with the buckle laying flat against the waist, making the belt super super comfortable. Again, grip six is the only belt with no holes, no flap and no belt no bulk. Sorry, Grip Six has a special offer for you at uh gripsix.com slash lock l-o-c-k-e. Check it out. It goes along with the shirt or whatever you buy from Untucket. But again, Father's Day's coming. Don't be a bad. Don't be a bad daughter or son. Show up with something. Have something for dad. And they've certainly done plenty for you over the years, so check out the folks over at Grip Six. Now we got a couple decent listener questions here to get to today, so we're gonna jump into those here. And uh, this one here, Pete and I have actually talked with, uh, talked about. Um, obviously, we talk a ton about the fact that you know Baker Mayfield, anything happens, forget it, it's over. Good night. Um, but from Tron Madden, besides Baker, which Player injury, hopefully there isn't one, would be a very, very significant loss, Pete. Um,
1: I mean, either Batoni or Tritter for for any meaningful amount of time is is a huge problem. I mean, uh, really all 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 of your major injuries right now, unless they don't get Gerald McCoy, uh, and then defensive tackle becomes yeah. really.
0: Yeah, because even if you lost Miles Garrett for two to three weeks, you could still start Vernon Richardson, McCoy, Joe, Genard, Avery, Chris.
1: I mean, so whew. yeah, so uh, interior offensive line on the offensive side of the ball, and then it's Demarius Randall on the defensive side of the ball. Um, they can get by, but they don't have a great answer at the moment if he goes down.
0: Uh, you, know, I, I'll just give two names on offense on defense. Uh, You know, obviously Odell, obviously Miles. And the thing is, is because as great as individual players as they are, it is going to make everyone else... Skill-wise on offense, it's going to make their lives that much easier. It's going to make Nick Chubb's life so easier. I've talked about this before with the binoculars trying to find guys in the box because they ain't freaking there. And obviously the rest of the receiving core, you know, everybody now you know is a 2-3-4 as opposed to last year. There was a 1-2-3. Everybody gets dropped down a peg. It's going to be less coverage, less attention they're going to see. David joke who should life should be easier for him. And Miles Garrett, look, you're going to say, all right, well, all these guys are good. But Miles Garrett is just an absolute freak who was probably created on another planet and we just can't find the microchip on him yet that makes him work. And, you know, not that these guys aren't all great on their own, but the fact that he's the lead dog and then you got to focus your attention to second, third, fourth, fifth. The, you know, the, I would say between Baker and those two, those are your catastrophic ones that could cause some serious, serious issues. And that's why it's okay if they're limited and you save them for game days because... That's really the only reason you're paying them is you're paying them to go out and crack skulls on Sundays or Monday nights or Thursday nights or Saturday nights, whatever. Um, Corey Kimman is Odell at OTAs. Obviously, we get our chuckle in there. Obviously, he had a just kidding with that. Yeah, we're all sick of it. I agree with you, Corey. We're done and tired. It is weak and played out to this point. Um, a guy like Whitehead is is the fact that he's finding some type of role. In a fact, in a spot, and granted, it is only, you know, obviously OTAs, but where there's all these other guys and you kind of know what they can do and can't do, it probably gives him advantage, at least going into mini camps and then a training camp, Pete, if he can continue within this role where he seems to be you know kind of comfortable with it.
1: Sure. I mean, look, when you do good things, good things tend to happen. So the last, you know, what, what are your choices here? be good at OTAs or be bad at OTAs. If you have a choice between one or the other, you're going to want to be good. Um, it 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 puts you at the forefront at the coach's mind. That's good. The coach wants to see more of you. That's also good. I mean, I don't know where the Jermaine Whitehead thing's going to go, just like I don't know where the Kyle Kalis thing is going to go, but the fact that they are having these opportunities certainly speaks well for their their, their chances. The other part... Well, yeah, of the- well,
0: and this is one thing with, with Kalis is... Maybe this isn't so much what Corbett isn't doing as a fo- as a possibility of a guy they didn't really have any thoughts of, looking pretty well in everything that he is doing.
1: Right. Uh, I mean, it's but even even if you know it doesn't work, the best thing you can say is that the Browns have at least two more players that uh, at least I didn't think of. I mean, I, I I'm aware of Kalis, uh, but I I didn't expect. Uh, anything from Jermaine Whitehead when they signed him. So if he can provide something positive, that is one more guy that can potentially bring something positive to you on this team than you had before. So naturally that's good. And if he can fulfill a role, great. If he can't, that's okay. I mean, it was one more player that you had looking at that if it doesn't work out, it's not like you're going to be disappointed because, you know, that you didn't really believe that he was going to be there in the first place. So, that that's the way I look at it. Is is OTAs in this case just give you more guys that can potentially contribute, which is exactly what you want. That's why you shuffle the roster. That's why you keep looking for guys. That's why, you know, you keep trying to, you know, uh, find guys who can potentially help you out. See what they can do, and if they can't, move on and go find somebody else.
0: Yeah, I mean, you don't need to take the approach of who the hell cares. We're pretty much sure that we have the our fifty three here. No, d- develop players, and you know, I- even if you can't keep them. That's fine, but that will help you down the line with some of these guys who can say, oh, can we go to the crappier teams and we have a better shot of going there? Or can we go to a team where they're going to at least give us the chance to develop even if I don't have a chance to make it, which maybe puts you on more solid footing to have a better destination or you know length of stay with the next NFL franchise you find yourself lined up with. And, you know, I mean, not making the Browns now isn't the worst thing in the world. It used to be the, well, you know, hello, Canada. If you couldn't make the Cleveland Browns, it's not going to be that way anymore. And you'll be a commodity if you cannot be one of the guys that's kept to the 53 for the Cleveland Browns. It's
1: just so let's, let's say that let's say one of them becomes, you know, a real role player starter or not just becomes a real role player. What message do you think that sends to other guys, you know, next year? If I sign with the Cleveland Browns, I will get a shot. If I'm good, I will get a shot. It is not, you know, th- there is an element of if, if I, Show I can do it. I will get on the field, Uh, and that carries some weight. So there's another little nugget of potential benefit out of this. That uh, that you know there may be guys that are looking for a job that you know may may be able to make a a a lesser team, but may want to take that shot with a team like Cleveland because they'll offer them basically the same thing, but. You know, it's a little bit of a better situation in Cleveland. They may give them a little bit more of a nod.
0: Yeah, and uh, look, I mean, and it's such a completely different narrative from a year ago because I don't think anybody was running to say, "You want to know what?" I'm hoping Hugh Jackson and his staff—they're the ones that put me on the road. Uh, you know, to uh, long-term NFL. Uh, Pete, did you see uh, my buddy James Burgess got picked up by the Jets? I did not. Yes, he's a
1: Jet. Congrats.
0: Well, wow, I'd like to say I liked the guy, but it, you know it's funny because you know I, I know Greg wrote him hard, so it's kind of like oh well, here I am. Yeah, he, look, he,
1: you know, it, for all the criticisms you could say about Greg, he found some dudes that he got some wear out of, he got some usage. So I mean, it makes, you know, uh, it's good for him. Uh, you know, it's very easy to pick on Greg Williams, uh, and with good reason for a lot of things, but he did find some guys. That nobody thought of and, and and got some some meaningful work out of them and, and certainly he's a guy that's that's done that so maybe he'll uh, he'll continue to help the Jets. I, another guy who fits in that category and not necessarily you know with Greg Williams but like L.J. Ford. L.J. Ford <laughs> is on like his third third or fourth football team now and and, and I'm reading all these things about you know, this is a guy who originally came out of uh, as an undrafted reagent of the Browns. Uh, and he's been on at least the Browns, the Steelers, and now he's getting a bunch of positive press with the Eagles. So, uh, I, I, am happy for those guys who can sort of, you know, grinders. They are, you know, they are guys who are just one, almost one season at a time, continuing to make this dream keep going.
0: Well, I mean, look, get in there, learn the playbook you're given, go out, compete, see what happens. I mean, you know, uh, all right, well, this is one here. Oh God. Oh, Okay. Um, obviously, the beer chugging thing has become a big one here. Um, yeah, I, I'd, I'd love to, guys. If we can find some way to do something with this, uh, raise a couple of bucks. Uh, some people have suggested autism. Uh, my wife's nephew at almost 20 years old. Uh, my nephew, Eric, yeah, he, uh, he's autistic. If we can do some with this, uh, absolutely. Uh, if we got a chance to do some good here. Totally, no doubt about that. And, yes, I can chug beer a hell of a lot faster than Aaron Rodgers. Maybe not to the Bakhtiari level. That guy is a freaking legend, and he's probably got a pro wrestling career waiting for him. If he chooses to afterwards, he might be the king. And, uh, well, you know, I mean, look, Mr. Risky, Pete, at least he's good at chugging beer.
1: So, <laughs> so I, I saw the mention of Trubisky and him doing his softball, or like, uh, you know, jugging beer and the softball thing. My immediate, re- my immediate thought was going to, he must not be able to drink with his left hand, mm-hmm. and if- and if he's on the if he's on the, uh if he's a right-handed hitter, he must be a great opposite field. Yeah, he goes oppo. So, <laughs> um, I, I don't know why this is a thing. I don't know why it continues to be a thing. But if people can, uh, you know, make this into something beneficial, that I'm all well, for it. If it becomes, you know, like that, uh, the uh, ice bucket challenge and all that stuff, awesome. Uh, you know, Mrs. Lloyd should film you. Uh, should film you chugging whatever whatever you want and uh, hopefully make a little shout-out for the pod. Maybe mention the Blue Juice stuff. Uh, that'd be fantastic. Yeah.
0: You know what? I'm going to have to get Mrs. Lloyd on here one night just for the shits and giggles of it. That would be funny, though, but uh, we'll definitely have to make sure that that one is for the over-18 crowd because if you guys think the language you hear now from Pete and I is questionable, Mrs. Lloyd whew, certainly did not go to Catholic school. I will just say that. She loves her S's and her F's, I'll just tell you that, guys. And then she wonders why the kids curse. And I was like, Well, babe, are you gonna change the way you talk? I was like, look, if they say it in school, they're on their own. Okay, that's just the way it goes. But um it the language it just kinda flows in this house. Me, I work with men all day. It just happens. Her, she just likes them and uses them very well. Very colourfully very very colorful and creative with her deliverance of the profanity words. And most of her Facebook page is dedicated to it too, which and Works in schools, they seem to embrace it and like it. Just know when you can use it, know when you can't use it. Uh, Pete, it's been since Thursday night. Uh, anything we've missed here? Anything league-wise? I mean, mention Mo Wilkerson just continuing to take a what used to be a five-star rating as a player and a person down to a just a crap-fest level.
1: No, I mean, uh, that, but. That is one that's, you know, it's it's unfortunate and a little stunning how far and how fast he fell because uh, he's very promising, especially as a rookie. Uh, but, you know, mini camp happens uh, and then that's when really the, the holding your breath and fingers crossed, knock on wood stuff that's happens.
0: That's when you're the GM. You get it. That's when John Dorsey's going to have not one, but two, but three cell phones on the nightstand playing, saying, I hope none of these sons of bitches ring and I can just get a good night's sleep.
1: Yeah, I mean, because they do go for effectively summer vacation. And, you know, certainly they're, they're, you know, there are guys who will stick around Berea and stuff, but there is an element of, you know, that... Some of them will basically say, get the hell out, you know. Well, you'll out. have
0: your contingent that's going to be headed back to South Florida. You're going to have your contingent that's going to hang out in, you know, L.A. a little bit. Just, guys, Ubers, limos, whatever. You got the money. Um, and even with Muhammad Wilkerson at 4 a.m., dude, just just take a freaking car. You've got the money. It's not an issue, for God's sakes. Just, just do it the right way. I don't care you have fun. Just get home safely.
1: Yeah, uh... Yeah, you know, and 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 for guys like that, is he a, he's a free agent or is he on a team right he, now? He,
0: no, no, he had his one year with uh, Green Bay. So, and
1: yeah, say so especially for guys who are on teams, they they have you know you can call and obviously this is part of the problem is no one really wants to do this and admit that they're you know basically too drunk to drive uh, to their employer, but you know the NFL does have their thing. Well, they they'll they'll. Find you right. Obviously, Uber certainly makes that much easier to do, and all those things. But yeah, um, so far so good on the Browns front that they haven't had anything like this. I mean, you know, the worst thing we're talking about is a guy not showing up to the voluntary practices. That's they how haven't. bad.
0: That's how bad things are. The guy, a guy, is not showing up for something that he's not required to show up for. So that's right. pretty good. That's a pretty good off-season.
1: This is the ultimate, you know, first-world sports problems. Uh, you know, hopefully. You know, the, the, in addition to obviously, you don't want to screw up for your own sake. But, you know, hopefully, guys are a little more focused, a little bit more cognizant of what's there because they do see what's possible in Cleveland, and there is an element of, you know, if I screw up, somebody's going to take my job, and all those things. So hopefully, you know, we don't have that uh, issue where where somebody I don't care, you know, how relevant they are to the team, but we don't have that issue where we're talking about you know, a guy getting arrested or whatever, uh, that that becomes a real story that we have to focus on as opposed to all the other stuff.
0: Uh, Guys, as you all know, um, guys and gals, uh, Pete has obviously made the switch over, you know, running Browns Maven now here. Pete, what is in the hopper for everybody over there?
1: Oh, I mean, we're like everybody else. We're waiting for one minicamp and two Gerald McCoy to to decide. Uh, But, I mean, there's always, you know, stuff over there. Uh, Certainly, uh, like today, I linked – uh Doug is apparently 1 a.m. article he wrote which is talking about a lot of what we've been talking about but uh
0: and, th- and, and 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 look uh you know cleveland.com how about pushing Doug a little bit more please Doug puts out some really really good work might be might be an avenue you want to check into
1: well the problem is he's technically the uh you know the buckeye guy uh covers buckeye the buckeye's uh and they haven't uh replaced the other guy Land- Bill Landis I think it was oh, it was the other guy uh so you know there there I don't know you know that feels like it might be the about the only article Doug has written about the Browns in quite a while uh because he's so busy with that and obviously it's uh you know I I'm more interested in Doug getting his freaking audio set up fixed so he can do his goddamn podcast uh but yeah, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Doug does a great job. He has a very good sense of things, and I think part of the reason is is because he is based in Columbus, that he he is a little bit outside of that bubble, uh, that he has a little bit more of a clear eye.
0: And uh, I think part of it is, though, is because he covers these college athletes, and when you're covering them in a place like Ohio State, obviously they turn out so many guys year in year that go on in the NFL. I think he's got a better understanding of how the modern-day NFL player works, basically.
1: Perhaps. I mean, that certainly doesn't hurt. But I mean, I think it's more of a he's not every day like he can sort of check in and check out as he wants to. It's not like he's not paying attention, but it's very easy for him to sort of block out the noise and have sort of a a fresh perspective, which I think works for him as a guy who occasionally covers the Browns. Uh,
0: obviously, so guys, we mentioned uh, Browns Maven. Uh, Pete does the work over there, obviously. So uh, on Twitter at Browns Maven, check it out. Uh, obviously, uh, brownsmaven.com, the work over there. Uh, you know, it, it allows for some more f- flexibility. You know, he can cover some league stuff, um, short short bits, longer bits, audio bits, all that type of stuff as well. At uh, underscore uh, Pete Smith, make sure you're following him over there. The Browns Twitter account at Locked On Browns. We always keep that a follow back account, guys. So you know, make sure you're following over there. You know, and a lot of stuff comes through the DMs over there. And I understand some of you being somewhat Twitter shy. I don't blame you for that in one iota. I've actually gotten a couple of DMs over the couple of days, like how do you deal with this and some of the trolling nonsense. Look, as the show continues to grow and continues to just do better and better, it's it's going to come. It's 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 par for the course. And whatever. You know, some t- some days I feel like blowing off a little steam, so I deal with it. Some days I don't listen. Uh, But whatever, you know, there's some some places you can go to these things, some places you can't, and tell me to go, F myself, guess what? You're going to get dealt with. That's, sorry, maybe it's just the journey, whatever. But, you know, there's things you can say that I probably I'll have no problem overlooking, but there's some things that will be said that, no, I I just go into attack mode. Follow me personally at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Um, Just continue to enjoy this. Obviously, the here's what we're looking out for. Uh, Look, the potential... If Gerald McCoy is to be here for minicamp this week, yeah, guys, I would check in into Twitter maybe once or twice tomorrow. You could hear some real steam to that because if he does want to be part of minicamp, and I think with Gerald, one thing, as the more I studied him and I've talked with some people down in Tampa is, in addition to being a great player, Gerald loves everything about being an NFL player. So... We could see something on that with, within the next 24 hours. Wouldn't, wouldn't stun me, wouldn't stun me at all. Um, so with that, we will put a close here to your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. Um, we'll record tomorrow night. Uh, we have big stuff to report. We'll report it. Uh, we'll start to talk more about, you know, you know, what Pete's looking for headed into this minicamp. Uh, me, we'll put some names to it, you know, the names we think we should be looking out for at least, you know, to hear some things on, all of that stuff. Um, With that, LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.